Hey, welcome to the Citizen Coder Podcast. In this episode, I talk to Leonard and Costanza, two people building a nonprofit to teach a community of kids to code in the harsh conditions of Nairobi, Kenya. We talk about the challenges and struggles, successes, and what it takes to build something from scratch where modern infrastructure doesn't exist. Let's dive in. So before I get into my conversation with Leonard and Costanza, I wanted to talk a little bit about their foundation and what they're trying to accomplish. And um, also I wanted to talk a little bit about the audio. Let's talk audio first. In the recording, you'll notice a lot of background noise. The majority of it comes from Leonard. Um, in order to come on today, he had to book time with an internet cafe about a week in advance, I think it was. Um, there's no internet in the slums of Kaibera and very little electricity. Hopefully this gives you a better idea of the sort of challenges he has in building a tech-related after-school program in the area he's at. A little background on Leo and Costanza. Leo was born in the Kybera slums, and he's one of the lucky students who landed a church sponsorship to pursue further education. He has a degree from the Nairobi Technical Institute in IT, and has gone back to the slums to help pave the way for more children to get similar opportunities. He founded the nonprofit Watutu Coding, to help children learn to code. Costanza has a master's degree in education from Trinity College in Dublin and currently lives in Italy. After hearing Leo on another podcast, she decided to dive in and help. She dedicated her spare time to volunteering remotely for Watutu Coding, for their social media strategy, their funding campaign, and their website. So with that out of the way, let's dive into the episode. Hi, so today I'm here with Leo and Costanza. Um, if you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves real quick. Yeah, I'll go. Um, I'm, Le- I'm Leonard. I'm the founder of Watoto Coding Hub. Uh, at Watoto Coding Hub, we, we teach kids in the slums of Nairobi uh, 21st century skills. Uh, basically, we are starting with, we, we are doing coding, we do game design. And we do 3D printing using Tinkercad. Um, yeah, this was started in 2020. Uh, we've made a lot of great moves. We are a registered non-profit. Uh, yeah, basically, that, that's that's what we've done uh, till now. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Costanza. Actually, I joined Leo later. Actually, I joined him because I listened to a podcast on the Coder Kids podcast. And he was talking about what he was doing, right? And I thought, no, I need to contact this guy. What he's doing is amazing. I need to help him out with the curriculum and all of that. Actually, at first, I wanted to help him out. But then I realized I'm the one also who needs help with other stuff, like practical, pragmatic thinking. To be honest, he helped me with that too. Because at first, I have to say, from my own world of privilege, sort of privilege, I was thinking, oh, let's do some metaverse creation on Roblox. And then he told me, hold on, like, these kids only have old Amazon tablets. They barely have internet. What are you thinking? And so he, I wanted to help him, but I think he helped me too, to, you know, be more down to earth and be realistic. Sure, that makes sense. Um, so I guess the, the biggest issue that you have in Kenya is lack of internet? Yeah, it's a very big issue because we operate in, in one of the biggest slums in the world. It's Kibera. It's one of the biggest unplanned settlements. In the world, so unplanned meaning, Kibera has not been recognized with the government. Uh, the government claims that Kibera is a government land which is not planned. So there's no infrastructure that has been allocated in the slums, because you you realize uh, back here you'll find where there are electricity poles. The, the internet companies use that to transport the internet. So in Kibera, we do have electricity poles. In Kibera, we do have like a water system. Uh, what do we call it? A sewer system and a, a water system. So those are the limitations. So you find most of these companies, they depend on other people to 
to be able to invest in settlements that are allowed with the government. So you find in Kibera is divided with a railway, a railway, with a railway, a Kenya-Uganda railway. So you find Kibera is on the other side of the railway. So you'll find the other side of the railway, there are no infrastructure. So you find the internet providers have never installed a proper internet connection within the slum. So it's either as an organization, we have like a Wi-Fi, the mobile Wi-Fi that is portable. Or you buy data on your phone, maybe you buy like 600 MB or you buy monthly 1 GB or a one hour 1 GB at a cost and then you you tether to the other tablet, which won't even take like uh, 20 minutes. So that's that's one of the biggest problem in the slums. Another problem is electricity, which I've always, Constanza is always laughing at me, telling him electricity that we use in the slum, 99% of it is illegal yeah, because we have to survive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. It's, yeah, it's totally illegal. I, I was talking about in, in the previous podcast where the the, legal, the illegal electricity has caused a lot of a lot of fire accidents in the slums which i was also ambitious as Constanza is saying uh, i've always wanted to create a, a situation where fire can be put off in the slums even without the good road networks so you find when the fire breaks out Kids even lose lives because the rescue is very slow. There are no road networks in the slum. There's congestion. If you've checked on YouTube or if you googled Kibera, you've seen there's a lot of congestion. So the fire breaks out in the middle of the slum. The fire extinguishers come, but they can't access the slum. So I've thought of underwater recording. Maybe in future we could even have drones that can pass the the water pumps to the slum and we save lives. So those are what those are some of the things that is affecting our learning in the slum but with the right funding with the right connections we can always have like a setup in the slum my dream is not to run away from the slum i don't like to to to, to get the easier way out of the slum as an organization we can get millions of funding we can move to a place where there's good infrastructure but my dream is just to be within the slum and then create like a a community, a community hub. Besides coding, we can be like a link. We can be a place where people come to access internet. We can be a place where students come to do their projects. We can be a center where an excellence center where women can come and get empowerment and all that. So that's that's one of the challenges that is limiting us. Electricity and internet, they go together. Without one of them, we are, we, we we can't we can't move. So that's the that's the ambition, yeah. Yeah, you see why I was impressed when I first listened to the podcast where I got to know his nonprofit and decided to volunteer and help because all these problems and they are still coding. Um, I'm in Italy, by the way, so I got a lot of problems. Don't get me wrong, but the internet is not one of them, <laughs> and neither is electricity. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely would say internet isn't a, an issue here. Neither is electricity. Um, so it's it's crazy that you have to. I mean, <laughs> you basically have to uh, quote unquote borrow electricity. Um, exactly. So, so I guess none of the electricity you guys have. Um, is official is that is that right my understanding yeah, in, that right yeah in the slum it's unofficial there's a time that unofficial. we stayed out of class for a month because the center that we are using uh <laughs> stole electricity <laughs> 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 yeah that's that's the truth man <laughs> that's what we are going through with the kids uh, in fact the officers came and the kids were in the class and we were okay we were just whisked, whisked out a few uh, arrested manager and I told Consta we are having issues here. She was so worried. She was, yeah, she was worried. Yeah. 
Yeah, can I just make sure though that the listeners know that the nonprofit is legally registered as a nonprofit and there's a child protection policies and all the photos posted on the social media are posted with parent consent. So just just to make sure, right? That the listeners know that though. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. To add on that, we have we currently we have 30, 30 kids uh, that uh, visit our classroom. Uh, we shifted from the place that we are using before. Now we are hosted in a church, in a Catholic church that has given us like an open arms. We received that with an open arm, though so, like we have to pay for the monthly rental of the center. All the kids, the parents have have, have consented. They have agreed that the kids have to learn because. Kibera is one of the places that a parent is always happy when they know that their kids are in a safer place. Nothing gives them a lot of joy than knowing that my child is from school on, on Saturday. She's from tuition from at one. She comes for lunch and then from 2 p.m. to 4, uh, she's learning coding. Yeah, they are so happy and they always call me today are you not coming i'll be coming just tell the kids i'll be coming at this time and they'll all be available there the younger ones are getting picked by their parents and they are they're so encouraging they always call me they're telling me it's never easy if you start something it starts small but in the future with consistency with consistency people might come through and listen to you and help you get the technology that you need to learn. So it's been a challenge. I've been told to learn from the challenges. Yeah, yeah, not to give up because you've been challenged uh, once or twice. Yep. So it's it's, it's all safe. It's all safe back in Islam. All we need is technology and assistance and prayers. Yeah. No, sorry, Leonard. I was actually about to emphasize what you were saying. I think what Leonard is saying is that he's not just teaching coding to kids. Any coding camp for a kid can do that. He's creating a community. He's doing it for free because he believes in that. I'm doing all the promotion of his activities for free because I believe in that. So it's more than just teaching kids how to code, just so that people really get that. Yeah, that that makes sense. You know, that's, that's, I was going to say like the, the fact that the parents, I mean, they basically, obviously they trust you, um, you know, to take care of their kids and they know that their kids are going to be safe, uh, safe where they're at. Um, what, you know, I'm trying to think because you're in a, you're in a, you're in an area where there's no infrastructure. So with you know, with internet, you have to get internet and things like that. Um, I think the, the maybe the biggest help for you is would be doing something where it wouldn't require either it wouldn't require very much internet, or it wouldn't require, um, I guess, much in the way of power. Although you know, you'd have to have power to charge devices and things like that. Um, what are what are some some of the things you you guys have thought about to uh, help facilitate this program? Actually, I thought about them. Leonard is implementing them, though, <laughs> so I think <laughs> I think he's doing the harder job. But can I take <laughs> this fair. occasion, please, to mention um, Sam Taylor, um, the author of a book um, which is basically HTML, CSS coding workbook that where kids literally, literally color and write and they learn HTML and CSS programming languages, if we want to call them that, that way. And then Leonard had another idea about Constructopedia he can now talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. We, we uh, basically we, we we would love to do more of unplugged activities, um, but at the same time we have a lot of we have a, we have a curriculum that a, a lot of data, a lot of information there, a lot of learning resources there requires internet requires like you be sent to a link just to see how some something is done. So we need both of that, uh, which with. So when there's no power, we can jump into like a, a unplugged program so that our learning keeps going on. So Constructopedia is a STEM-based learning. Uh, 
uh, which uh, teaches kids uh, engineering, the liver, the pulley, and all that. And then it, it also teaches uh, critical thinking, problem solving, and creative thinking ideas to the kids, which is really needed. If anybody has done coding, we, we learn block coding. That takes us at some point, the kids will start learning like other languages like Python. That is when they get to 16 or 14 or 15 years. Yeah, so Constructopedia is just preparing them to be critical thinkers because there's a lot of connection of engineering with coding. The languages, if you look at it, it's mathematics, it's science, and it's all that. So that is what uh, I've been thinking of, like an interconnection of skills that at the end of the day, they'll meet at some point. Yeah, just to build like a whole child, a creative child, a child who can think and see this is what I can do to create a solution. I'm living in the slums. What can I do with Arduino to create a solution in the slums? What can I do with uh, an HTML language? I can create a website. I can create a blog for the community and all that. So uh, we need internet. We need unplugged programs. We need Lego. We need robots. Yeah, it's it's quite a big dream. It's quite ambitious. Yeah, just from the, if you look at the slum. So just to look to, to to talk about the electricity part and internet. Electricity can be you can we can get electricity in the slum. That's the reason. Those are the reasons that that's those are the reasons why we we needed to register as as a, as a non-profit so that we can have like we are registered and then we can go to the government and again we can say now we are a registered cbo we are doing something for the kids for free we have a setup in the slum we've bought like three mud houses and did repairs so we need government just come through secure this space for us and then give us a letter so that we can get electricity to the slum this is a school this is a learning center this is a resource center so those are the the ways that we can get some resources to the community which will only happen through a non-profit like what we're coding yeah, um so yeah okay the government or you guys can donate you know is that option yeah. too <laughs> so, so once so. once we have donations and then we get the center running the government always wants proof what are you already doing yeah, so once when we get funding we build we get a space we get resources we get technology now we can go to the government and tell them this is what we are doing well wishes have helped us reach here they play, the, yeah. they play their part yeah yeah, again, guys, let me state this again. Um, you're, you will not contributing to just some kids learning to code. You will be contributing to the creation of an amazing tech learning community. And if you are a parent, I mean, Lara was talking about it, right? How would you feel if, you're, if your kids were unsafe in a slum with nothing to learn? Like, so wouldn't you want your kids to be in a safe and stimulating learning space, wouldn't you? So, yeah, that's one more reason to donate, I guess. Or to get in touch with us and see how you can help us out. Even not financially, even if you want to volunteer. Even if you want to be like me, being here, promoting uh, the nonprofit, you know? Yeah, just think about it. Oh, by the way, Andrew, I never asked how you started, actually, if you don't mind me asking, <laughs> how you started coding. Yeah, um, I started in 2016. Um, I think it was 2016. It was after my son was born. And I was looking for uh, just some other route to uh, earn money, basically. Um, you know, it was, it was pretty much monetarily driven at first. Um, and uh, I picked up a, a course on, on Udemy, like half the other rest of the world. Um, it was a you know, one of those bootstrap, not bootstrap, uh, bootcamp style courses where it has everything. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of went from there, but I, I, I kind of bounced around languages and things. I've done some Java. I've done Ruby. I'm currently, uh, doing PHP. Um, so yeah, I've just, I've just kind of, kind of moved around, kind of 
tried tried out everything, you know, uh, as as the new shinies appeared. <laughs> ah. Um. But actually, one of the things I was gonna I was gonna mention, um, is because you're in an environment where you don't have a lot of resources, you know, whether it's electricity or or that sort of thing. I think I think the the critical thinking skills and teaching problem solving and things like that is definitely a a bonus. Um, but uh, I think that. Maybe maybe focusing as far as the coding goes, maybe focusing when you get to that point anyway, on something that is already established. Okay, like for instance, Java. Uh, Java, be, because it's a it's oh, I wouldn't call it a corporate language, um, but they have long term support versions. So, you know, Java itself might be up to version. 17 or 18 or whatever it's on now. I don't, I'm not sure, but the versions that are being used in business are still only versions eight and versions 11. That's it. Uh, for the most part, um, the vast majority of, of jobs and things like that are, are on those two older versions eight. Um, I don't recall when it came out, but I'm pretty sure it was somewhere back in the early two thousands. Um, so, I mean, it's like, that might be, a an idea for focusing on learning is maybe switching to something that's a really um i guess i'll call it old but i don't mean it in a way that you know you guys should go and learn a bunch of ancient technology <laughs> but in a and in because you're in an environment where you don't have a lot of electricity or a lot of internet you might want to focus try focusing on something that doesn't require a lot of internet like the web um, so you I, mean Java doesn't require internet, like like as in like requires less internet? You're giving better advice than me. I was I was going to advise them on some Python framework for mobile apps or whatever. But what do you mean exactly? Java requires less internet. I mean, That's interesting. It, it's I mean you okay so you can you can you could get the the uh, what is it called? You could get the documentation on paper if you had to. Um, and, ah, okay. and it, it doesn't, it's, you know, web technology changes all the time and you pretty much require a, a standard, uh, internet connection to do anything with the web because you got to update things and you got, you know, um, although, you know, you can develop on a local server, but you know, even so, um, most of the, uh, this, the documentation and things like that is all on the web. I mean, yes, you know, you can you could download most documentation, but you wouldn't have to worry about keeping up with when you're only focused on version eight of Java or version eleven of Java. You know, they're they're pretty much set at this point. Um, you wouldn't have to worry about stuff changing out from under you or having to keep up because your framework changed and broke a bunch of, of stuff. Um, for instance, okay. Python. Um, yeah. and you know, Py Python's great. It's, it's, it's a easy to learn language, but they broke all of, <laughs> they broke everything when they built 3.0. And so they had two versions, 2.7 and 3.0. Oh yeah. I broke. Yeah. So instead I've of broken myself, yeah, I thought I didn't of, learn anything. <laughs> yeah. Instead of making it backwards compatible, like the rest of pretty much every other language, they decided to break it and then they then they tried to force everybody to use 3.0 because they didn't want to support 2.7 anymore um really i think in my personal opinion a, a very bad bad decision um and you know it's still kind of fragmented where some people are still using 2.7 while most have finally migrated but it took a bunch of years i don't remember when 3.0 released um actually i might google it real quick uh, because I, so I let me it. understand your advice <laughs> for people with limited resources. Maybe print the documentation of an established language like Java and start reading the documentation. So when you get back to it online, you you will not find it that a lot of changes have been made. Plus, right. Java is used in a lot of companies. That's your advice, right? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think that that might be a better way to go as okay. far as like maybe when 
you know, when kids get a little older. And there is some, uh, there is some stuff out there to teach Java. Um, there's a, a program called Greenfoot, um, which kind of teaches it visually. Um, there's, and I, I, you know, I'll do maybe a little more digging and see what I can find as far as that goes. But that, you know, as an idea, that might be an idea where you could, I guess the, the, the downside would be mm, trying to think. I mean, you could you could do Java on a Chromebook if you had converted the Chromebooks over to Linux. Um, you could, you know, I'm just I'm just kind of brainstorming. Um, and then if you you know if you had like paper documentation, you'd at least be able to to look things up easier because you're not going to be able to just sit and Google stuff like like the rest of the world at this point. You know, you just you just don't have that kind of resources. So everything you have to do has to be either offline, um, book related, uh, which, you know, in the, in the old days when we learned to program, that's how we learned. We learned from a book. We didn't have any ways to look stuff up on the web. You know, you pretty much had to sit and try to debug your code and, and look up the documentation on paper. Oh, um, okay. So I'll ask Leonard what he thinks about that because if you keep talking, shoot. like I think he's gonna fire me as a volunteer, and he's gonna oh. like maybe he's gonna regret uh, like <laughs> appreciating my progressive approach, you know? So no, go ahead. <laughs> tell, tell him to un tell him to unmute or if you can. Yeah, hear me, Leonard, Leonard, unmute, Leonard, but please unmute. don't fire me as a volunteer if I'm too progressive, technologically speaking. But <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. The the the, the, the convo the convo is so informative. Yeah. It's informative. Yeah, we have a lot to learn from the conversation uh, because we need like ideas that we can implement even in the future. Uh, but currently, we need the Chromebooks so that we can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we need we need technology so that we can always move gradually. We can have the Chromebooks and then we figure out the internet. We figure out electricity. Mostly yeah, technology, yeah. technology, the storage space, the learning space, and then we can figure out the rest. Yeah. So, currently, it's, it's, yeah, oh. because printing of the resources, we need the printers, we need the Chromebooks, we need the learning space. That, that those are some of the biggest challenge that we have. The, uh, but the other thing. Currently, yes, please. I was gonna say the other thing too is you could load. Um, documentation on usb drives um and maybe pull it from that if if printing isn't an option it might be easy to okay okay um uh something that i didn't maybe i didn't mention like i'm, I'm teaching kids between the age of 6 to 14 which the majority okay 6 to 14 years the majority okay, gotcha. is 6 to 12 years okay and then, okay. uh yeah and then Currently, what we have, we have the tablets, which it's it's a right. solution. It's a solution uh -huh. based on the electricity situation, the Kibera, where I right. charge the tablets at my place, and then yeah. I move with them in my backpack. They are quite heavy. Uh, yeah, those are the reasons that currently we need like uh, it's it's heavy and the the insecurity and stuff. I can't be that sure. Sure. Uh, so, so that's the reason like why we need like a space where we can say this is our space. We can build mm -hmm. the cupboard, we can have the desks and the chair, we can have the projectors. Yeah, with that, it's easier maybe to project maybe something so that they can do the writing. Right. And also, the stationary, yeah, there's a lot that has to go on with that kind of arrangement. Yeah, so right yeah now, I see what you mean. Stationary, yes. so, so right now you're kind of in a temporary spot. Yeah, yeah I'm, 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 I'm on a temporary space where we rent monthly. Okay, and you're looking you to establish also. something more like yes. a permanent base. Yeah, a permanent base, a place that we can call. We say, like the space that we have. At some point, we share it with, a, with some charge meetings, so we can't really store our our our, our tablets inside that room. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But so... that space. That space has been rented monthly thanks to some generous supporters. Like exactly. if if we get ten people to get to give us ten dollar each, 
we reach a hundred dollars with our a hundred dollars that space that of course is temporary but still it's rented for a month you know so it's just it takes ten dollars and you'll see these little developers flourish but for now i really like andrew's advice of literally printing the documentation never thought about that myself yeah exactly yeah we we, are, we we move gradually we when we have the technology we can now think about something else then so yeah, what uh, tech, yes. what what kind of tablets are you using now did you say amazon tablets yeah the amazon tablets the fire tablets we have fire 7 what, which what HTC made you uh, or how did you how did you come by those oh uh, okay from when I started, when I started doing this, I guess you've seen some of the the pictures, teaching uh, yeah. under a tree. Yeah. So during the the COVID time, when people were at home, I started moving with my laptop, just to teach kids just on the playground how to code using Scratch Junior. So kids got interested, and and parents asked me to keep their kids busy. So that's where that's how I started teaching. So I used to go to a certain school, uh, gather the kids under a tree, and then uh, I used to teach them. So the urge for them to learn pushed me to send random emails via the internet. So I just visited Code Monkey, Coder Kids, those other coding schools. They, they they were also doing them offline. They were doing them online. The online classes during COVID nineteen. So one of the guys replied. The he's currently the the founder of Coda Kids. He's called James Thornock. He replied and asked me, "What do you want?" He thought I was one of the Nigerian conmen's spamming people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, he he made it hard for me, but uh, I didn't give up. I told him, "Take all your time." If, if you if you get convinced maybe you can find a way of helping us i just asked for if they have used laptops they can send it my way there are kids here learning and i tree we get rent rent on sometimes but we survive so that's how i met uh, james Thornock. he created a fundraiser and then the money that was raised he bought 11 amazon tablets and shipped to kenya and he paid for us a learning space for for three months that's how i got the amazon tablets and that was the first that was the first the first donation that i got which told which told me that i need to do this i've never met james we only speak once in a while on 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 on, on discord yeah so that's how i got the tablets so what i do i just charge them i take them to class I come, I come back with them at home. When we have a class, I just charge them and, and go back. But the space is quite small, but it serves the purpose. But they need internet. There are some activities like Tinkercad. We can't do Tinker. We can't Tinker on them. We can't do 3D modeling on them because of the touch. And the, the modeling is quite demanding. You need to zoom in. Yeah. You need to stretch. You need to do that so the kids are finding it so hard but it works just, best just, on you know no, they, just for the listeners yeah. out there well, okay leonard is grateful for james and everybody is okay but but it can be a bit intimidating hearing that james has been so generous like donating tablets and donating this you don't have to be a james although it'd be nice if you are but you don't have to be a james you can also donate ten dollars you know just so you guys know like so every little bit helps in this situation yeah. Exactly. What I what I what I what I always say is, uh, I teach the kids for free. But when I break down maybe the monthly bills, uh, I always say like, if I have thirty kids and maybe somebody decides to sponsor even two kids at ten dollars per child, if somebody holds a kid's a kid's hand like I'm giving this ten dollars for Mark to learn coding every month. That would make like thirty thirty dollars. I would pay the office. I'd I'd start doing the storage devices. The storage I, I I might make like a table. I might buy like two chairs and all that. Yeah. So that's the breakdown. We don't need like to give us billions. We just need like somebody who can hold even a child's hand 
I want Mark to learn coding this month. So if we get 30 people giving $10, that is $30, that's a month. Or even we can pay the three months rent. So that's all we are asking, just to keep the kids in class. Yeah, we are not asking for more, for much, that much. Yeah. Yeah, although you can be James number two, that'd be great too, you know. But you don't have to. That's that's. I think that's what Leonard's saying. Yeah. So yeah, that's exa that's 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 where we started. That's exactly what we are asking for at this point. But the kids have a lot of learning resources. We improvise without internet. Sometimes we even lack classroom. We do outdoor activities. We just go to the slum take pictures with the tablet. We use them in our next class to do Scratch Junior. We can make a butterfly over the slum using Scratch because it's very rare to see a butterfly in the slums. I've always asked that question on Twitter. Yeah, I've never seen even the birds over the slum. They don't fly. I guess it's, it goes back to the climate change and all that. <laughs> yeah. so Necessity is the mother of invention. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What is the uh, what is the weather like there? Yeah, when it rains, it rains all over, but it gets muddy. It's 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 all muddy. It's yeah, it's mud. There are no roads. There there's no road network, so it's all muddy. The houses are muddy. We might find like a few houses which are built on blocks and all that. Mostly are churches. Mm -hmm. Some of them are other organization or public toilets that are built by by other small small self help groups which are making money through the toilets yeah you go there you pay 10 shillings you go to the toilet and then you go back to your place so you find like a set as a place the people are staying in plots you can a plot has like 20 houses and then you rent a public toilet so at night okay it's 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 not like <laughs> it's not a joke like but at night you need to like go to the toilet early because those people are not working overnight. <laughs> so when you get pressed at night, okay, it's you find your but way. But you see, yeah, this thing you're saying as yes. like that's actually one of the reason why I was conflicted at first. I was like, should I get involved with this? Start doing the social media? Start helping? There's actually one of the reason why I was conflicted because I mean they don't even have toilets. It's muddy, and I'm like. He's teaching yeah. kids to code. I'm like, is he crazy, right? <laughs> like, they don't yeah, need a toilet. But then I'm like, but then I'm like, they deserve more than a toilet. That's what I thought. They deserve more than a toilet. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to yeah. join him, you know? Exactly. Even from Italy, I'm going to join him. Exactly. That, that's what I thought. I was like, okay, now organizations come, they build toilets. Organization comes, they sure. bring food stuff. Organization comes, they bring. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm from the slum. What made me go to school? What made me be who I am is education. I learned basic IT skills. I went to college advanced. And then, then some of, most of these things I are self-taught. So I'm like, okay, now I think these kids, so that they can forge their future ahead. I just wanted to ignite their passion in technology. That's why we have game development. We have uh, the Tinkercad 3D modeling. We have the coding with Crash Junior that will, yep. once they learn sequencing, basic debugging, and all that, they can choose their path. But at least they have a direction that will make so, them make a future for themselves, or for their parents, or for the for the entire slum. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the the, the key point. Really, is you're basically trying to. Um, develop children and kind of give them a maybe not necessarily a way out maybe some of them will come back and, and help um, later but it, you're, you're at least trying to give them a future yeah sometimes in the slum it, it reaches a point where you, you just need to help yourself that's right. what I did I lost my parents uh, very early when I just finished my high school and I was left in the slum. My brothers didn't have my brother. My elder brother didn't have a job. He was the only person who could take care of us. He, he was working as a security guard in Toyota, Kenya. He was getting paid like 
he couldn't even survive with whatever he was getting paid so yeah you just have to take care of yourself because it's very easy getting into crime it's very easy getting into drugs because they are being sold just behind next door somebody's selling drugs just next door so it's not something you're going to look for it's there sometimes right. so you're there I, you've not you don't have to go out of your way to find it and, and all that yes. i guess a lot of people yeah. can learn from leonard from what he's saying because i don't think this is just an Nairobi problem i don't mean the mud i mean the drugs the crime to be so i think a lot of people can learn from from what Leonard's saying and if they want to get in touch see how he does it to create something similar anywhere with similar problems exactly so th- th- that's the point it's 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 a lot of it's solving a lot of things yeah so there's a time i never told i, I never told costa costa this i had i had some kids in my class who robbed me they just get into my bag and robbed, robbed me some money and i didn't chase them they just came back i i was like okay now i have to be careful but they are still in my class they are one of the best kids in my class so what i needed is like i won't chase them away because these are habits maybe they got from their neighborhood so i just want to nurture them to be good people yeah now they're the, they're the, they're the ones who bring girls to my class I, I send them, I need your sisters in this class. This colleague is not only for girls, or IT is not only for girls. I know it's a stereotype in the slums where, oh, what do you teach? I teach IT. Okay, get my boy, the girls in the house, <laughs> to take care of the kids. And I tell them, no, just get me See, the girls. It's, it's not just an American problem. Exactly. I, I, I so that's why I'm saying people should learn there. from all this. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the stereotype. IT technical jobs are for boys. No, we need girls in mechanics. We need girls in yeah. engineering. Like, we need yeah, girls I mean, in data science. Look, Leonard, I yes. made the website for the I made the website for the charity, right? I mean, yeah. honestly, like the they should take you as an example to eradicating these problems. We just are not just Kenyan, not just American, not just Italian. Honestly, people still don't believe me that I made the website. So it's like exactly. a guy else to do it. So you know, yeah, 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 exactly. He did a good job, by the way. It yeah. looks really good. But, I mean, I did it. Whether it was good or bad, I did it. I want people to know that. That whether yeah. it's good or bad, I don't know that. But you know, I always ask. I always ask Costa, where did she learn all this? She tells me. She she just she she's she, she's just curious. No, from yeah, guys. I learned it from guys on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I did learn yeah. it from guys, not from women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she gets it done. So, and that's that's some of the energy that we want to show the girls in the slum that this Costa, she's the one who has given me a lot of encouragement. Oh, you want them to I help always, me as an example? I, I always tell I, I always tell her she found she found me when I was giving up. I was giving up when Costa came. I was like, okay, now I need to fetch food for my family. In fact, my wife told me that it's it's now time to go get some some job, some real job. Yeah, so I had to like do some part-time classes in schools. You get like a, a week, you get like a month, you get like two months just to stay afloat. Oh, don't so, worry, Leonard. I have a real job too. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, that, 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 she, she gave me a lot of hope, and then that's where the website was born. The web, website came up. I found another place. She helped me pay it for a few months. Then now she created. Yeah, but now that's it. Because I mean, I'm no Elon Musk, guys. So you know. Exactly. <laughs> somebody, so somebody help me. You, you, yeah, you see, you <laughs> see, she's pushing that thing on 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 coffee so that people can like give us some money just to get the monthly rent. How the how uh, how well does that work actually? That the the coffee. The, yeah, coffee. Oh, it's, it's working. Talking about coffee is making me thirsty. Um, <laughs> but uh, is as a as a donation platform, how well is it working? Ah, also talking about people that want to take example from Leonard and myself, setting this up for themselves in other so-called dangerous areas. You mean and set up a donation page? It works. You know why? Because every single other one I checked takes a percentage. Buy me a coffee takes a percentage. Patreon takes a percentage. Mm-hmm. You know? Ko-Fi doesn't. 
They're the only one who stay true to their mission. They're not paying me to say this, by the way. I'm not getting paid to say any of the things I've been saying. So. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> in fact, we we are run, we are running, we are talking about internet, but the the nonprofit it's running purely on tech. Like we have we've we've done a lot of technology. We have done a lot of things through technology. We we have Notion. We are on Notion. Our curriculum is on Notion. That's how we network with Costa. Yeah, so that's where all the cool home. kids are. On Tech yeah. Twitter too, everybody's on Notion, right? So right. we are we are Notion, we are on GitHub, we are on <laughs> we are on Coffee, we are on Todoist, like yeah. So it's very possible in the middle of the one one of the biggest slam in the world with no internet and we've taken advantage of the tech. Like the little data that we have, we capitalize on that. And then the kids learn. We get some little money on coffee to make the kids learn in the slum. So it's 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 any 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 anybody who's running like a nonprofit or a startup, they can take notes. All those can help you like try to make anything work on your side. So it's 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 a learning podcast. It's it's happening in one of the most remote places in the world, and we are doing it. Yeah. So all we need is like people to hold our hands so that we can move to the next level. Yeah, I mean, so basically, you want to learn how to do things for real in real life, implementing such kind of program as a nonprofit, as a coding, go to Leo. You want to know how to do it. You want to know how to stay home in front of the computer and tell other people how to do it? Come to and, me. And and, <laughs> so. and, and, and and also in Kenya, Kenya has Pesapal. We, we just did that the other day. Yeah, we hope that works too for us. The Pesapal. Uh, uh, yeah, platform. actually, about that, maybe... Andrew, you want to cut this or something, but I'll explain later. Actually, Leonard, I made a big mistake. No, nothing worrying. You're fine. Your life will go on. But, you know. Yeah, just for learning. For learning purposes. I just mentioned it for learning purposes. People can borrow. Oh, right. Okay, okay. Model from okay. Us. Yeah, are, people can borrow the model from us. But we're on the ground. The kids are learning. That's all that matters. We just need people to hold our hands to make things better for us. Yeah, we've reached a point where, like, we need a lot of help. Like, yeah, we need a lot so, of help. So, back back to um, what what uh, the kids are learning on on the tablets. So, you you've got some programs installed on there. You did you say Scratch Junior was that one of them? Yeah, exactly. Scratch Junior. Scratch Junior is an app, but we have the Scratch. Yep. Scratch is Scratch Junior is for Junior, and then Scratch is more of. Yeah. The older kids, maybe from eight years to to thirteen, mm-hmm. scratches for like you can scratches for like from two years you can a, a two year child can 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 figure out scratch because you give okay. these kids your phone without even telling them the pattern you find them they've just unlocked your phone and they have <laughs> downloaded what they want not even like they figure out that they download yeah so a two a two year kid can figure out scratch. Two, two years to six years. Then from seven years to 13, they can do Scratch. That is Scratch Junior. And then the older kids can do Scratch. That's the main program. That's block-based. Right. Then from there, we they can start learning how to do simple things on HTML and maybe Python. But on the tablets, we have Scratch Junior. And then we have mm-hmm. Code Bella. Code Bella is from Oh, yeah, those honorable those. mention. Yeah, maybe Amazing we'll stuff. tag them. What, yeah, we'll tag what, them. It's one of the most favorite apps. What is the, the other thing? Kids. What is it called? Blue. Uh, that's the Code Bella. Code Bella. Like beautiful code. Code yes. Bella. Yeah, Code okay. Bella uh, from Blue Studios. You can search Blue, Blue Studios, Studios on, okay. on Twitter. Yeah, that's I'm one of the favorite. Yeah. And then we did, we did Tinkercad. Uh, we did Tinkercad, which is not quite friendly with the tablets. That's why we need the, uh, the the laptops or Chromebooks. 
Yeah, but another honorable mention. I really want to take this occasion to thank to thank Babisha. Binesh, she's an award-winning entrepreneurial kid. I'll just send you the link. You'll check her out on LinkedIn. But I really want to thank her because, yes, we have our difficulties with Tinkercad, but she made an amazing instructional video on how to create a rocket on Tinkercad. Unfortunately, the kids in Kibera can't really do it because of the limitations we described. But just, just so you know, like a kid made video for other kids on how to use Tinkercad. That's amazing, right? Yeah, but they, they loved Tinkercad. They, they loved it. The only challenge was just creating blocks they loved how to draw and create rockets and do all that the problem was the, was the limitations with the touch and all that but it's something they would love to make a lot of ideas using tinkercad if they have laptops or chromebooks it's something that i'd love maybe them to achieve yeah yeah you're nurturing some little elon musks there they're making rockets already yeah good job leonard exactly <laughs> thank you thank you thank you too for coming through. And also Tinkercad, something that we loved about it is where you can create like a, you can create like a classroom where the kids join. They join and then whatever they do, you can always go back and see where they were struggling. It's, it's a very uh, yeah. good learning model. Yes, it's, very good. it's a very good learning model, which I'd love like to see how I, I can implement that in other programs. So after class, yeah, you can, yeah. As you create a classroom and then you can always assess all the kids and then you can just go, you can just see who is struggling and then you just go to them. Yeah. So, so that yes. If if someone were to ship something to you, whether it's computers or, um, you know, USB drives or or whatever, um, I, I've never shipped anything in Kenya, so I'm not aware of like costs related to that. Or where even you would send it? Um, you said you. Would... Sorry. Yeah. Wait, oh, wait for the background noise. Okay. You. Um, you you don't live in the slum. You go there. Is that right? Uh, I I live I live in Kibera, but Which is I'm not outside. right in the slum. Yes, the slum okay. is where I grew up, but our our program is in the slum. So you have an address that can be shipped to, or how does that work? Where in? Yeah, in yeah, exactly. Uh, the the tablets were shipped to Kibera use, uh, using a shipping agent, Kentex uh, Cargo. Mm. You can check them on Twitter. Kentex Cargo. I think I have a US address. Okay. Kentex. Yeah, there you go. Kentex. Okay. Yeah. So you're in the US, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's where the tablets were shipped via Kentex Cargo. So just following up, you'll get they'll, they'll ask you for an address, and then I'll give you my address, and then they can figure it out from there. It takes it takes a few it takes a little longer, but it's why it was worth it. But I think like monetary donation. I mean, as brutal yeah. as that sound, I think they're, yeah, they're yeah. just probably, easier. Probably if, easier. Yeah, yeah, if people are concerned where their money is going, well, we spent like fifty minutes talking about it, so hopefully they're not concerned anymore, <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah, basically, um, school stuff, um, some kind of uh, room that they you know you require to uh, teach in um, Chromebooks. At some point, if possible, um, yeah, Chromebooks. If we we accept, if can be shipped, fine. If you can buy them from this side, fine. Yeah. Then mostly we need the desk, the classroom, the the, the technology. Yeah, because you guys don't even have like a setup. Like you're you're yeah. basically building a school. Is, exactly. is basically yeah, what you're doing. Now, yeah. are are you having? You know, I don't know what the schooling is like there, but. Do they have standard schools, or are you having to fill in and teach um, math and writing and all that kind of stuff too? Is yeah, pardon, pardon, yeah, pardon. I didn't get that right. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't. Uh, you didn't hear me. Oh, I didn't hear you. I didn't get that. Just pardon. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I was asking. Are do, is there regular schools that, there, or are you having to fill in and teach things like math and writing and that's a, that oh. sort of thing too? Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I didn't mention this is an after-school program where the okay. kids join okay. after school. Yeah. So what we do, okay. we just teach tech. Yeah, we teach technology. Oh, okay. 
it's right. time based. We engineering math, but it's tech. So, do they have a regular school building there? Yeah, we have schools within the slums, but the the slum schools are informal schools. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, so it's all some, it's pretty much all schooling. informal at this point. Okay, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, NGOs open schools, basically. NGOs yeah. and churches. Most of them are church based yeah. schools. Okay. All right. Yeah, I was just trying to understand the uh the the situation um as far as the kids like regular education um because I, you know that's that's an even bigger undertaking if you're having to take on you know teaching them reading writing and arithmetic on top of tech <laughs> tech is hard enough for one person but i mean i know like they go together most of the time yeah you're right but like some sometimes sometimes especially with the block based coding like they go by intuition and that works sometimes too you know mhm sure yeah definitely um i guess okay so uh, the the biggest thing is going to be um essentially funding you guys need funding um you need some or some sort of help um whether it's monetary or or otherwise uh, to help facilitate this better and volunteers. and volunteers like can somebody please help me out like <laughs> maybe some guy maybe a man that doesn't think i can do it technologically so he can take on the work you know and I... hey hey now <laughs> <laughs> so you know if somebody wants to help me out please no man bashing <laughs> <laughs> no i need help actually like honestly i do and andrew no actually jokes aside uh, if I can mention here, Andrew has already been very helpful into give, giving me technological advice for the websites and all of that. So, yeah. All right. So, yeah. right, we'll go ahead. Oh, go ahead. You guys have uh, anything else to add? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We we, we created, there's something we created uh, where we, we mentioned we need, like, ambassadors, we need uh, volunteers, we need... Uh, people who can help who can help us via tech and all that so ambassadors we need people who can tell our stories out there people who can convince their friends to give us ten dollars monthly so that we can like it's just like a contribution to keep us afloat that's all we need like people can't give millions of money but if we have a lot of people coming together to support the initiative that's what we mean by ambassadors we can have like andrew recruiting like five people convincing them like to if 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 they have if they can if you're having like maybe if you drink you're having like four beers you can spare a beer for water recording well okay yeah, hold on hold on Leonard. i don't even drink beer hold on Leonard. Yeah, no, i don't drink beer and i, I eat salads so yeah i know <laughs> you don't give up any beer it's, no. it's good it's good to wind out sometimes yeah. <laughs> no, but actually, no, but like Leonard is talking about convincing your friends, which is true. It seems natural. But hey, I haven't managed to convince any of my friends yet. Even if you nah. want to convince random people on the internet, that's fine as well. Yeah, on a light note, yeah, the people who drink beer are very generous. Yeah. I've... Yep. I mean, convince, <laughs> convince random people if you want to. I haven't convinced my friends yet. I don't know if it's me or what, but you know. Uh, yeah, maybe keep keep going. Just a I mean, friend I, is enough. Just getting a friend to come on board is enough. Yeah, I've had some random internet people help me out, so uh, I'm, I'm sure oh, there there's you people go. out there that 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 wouldn't mind you know helping out even a little bit. Um, so I'm I'm gonna guess that the the coffee. Oh, that was the other thing I meant to ask you. Um, that is a like how hard is it to transfer funds from coffee to wherever it needs to go? Oh, I mean, it's not hard. It's hard to find the solution. So what happens is, I mean, if you really, if you guys really want to know the inside out, it's fine. Like I'm not Facebook that I'm disclosing some personal company data, you know, like it just sure, goes yeah. to my Stripe. It just goes to my Stripe. And then using Azimo, I send it to the charity's bank account. That's it. Okay. And so it's, it's just a kind of an extra step then. Does it's it, uh yeah, the it... fee doing that is $1.30. It's wait, the fee for that is what? 
$1.30. for the Azimo and $0.30 cents for Stripe. Oh, 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 okay. So, but you can send whatever is there. Like, you're not losing a ton of money um, shifting it. Uh, for around. each transfer. For each transfer. For each transfer, right. Okay, all right. So, because, I mean, I need to get it to the charity's bank account, you know? I, yeah, th th yeah. That's what we're doing at the moment. Yeah, because that's another right. problem in Kenya. Like, they don't have the standard mm -hmm. payment system, Stripe, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, but you're helping us with that, so. Yeah, so just to end this. Um, okay, I, I welcome anybody. If you're in Kenya, look for auto recording. We are on Twitter. We are everywhere. We are so big on social media. Uh, the Kenyans think that I've I've made it. <laughs> okay, Costanza, you, you need to tell me how to pronounce that. Like what? The the um the name of the Oh like I know? <laughs> is it is it Watutu coding? Oh I don't know. I say Watoto, right? but I don't know if he's correct. Watoto, Watoto, Watoto I don't know. Yes, Watoto Watoto is kids. Oh I got it right. Watoto. Okay. Yes. Watoto children. Oh, okay. My, my friend, I have a friend that uh, every time he he picks a character name in a game, it's always Swahili for something. So <laughs> <laughs> I know he might have said Simba. Is Simba part of <laughs> Simba is lion? <laughs> oh, that, so awesome. what .com. So W A T O T O coding dot com. Watotocoding.com. I'm going to say it a few times because sometimes maybe people like are having that. a coffee, they go to the toilet and they don't hear the podcast, right? So if you're coming back to the room where your phone was, where you were listening to the podcast, watotocoding.com. All right, you guys heard it. Watotocoding.com. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. You've been listening to episode four of the Citizen Coder podcast. If you'd like to follow Leo or Costanza or feel led to help the nonprofit, please reach out to them on Twitter. Both their Twitter links and a link to their website are in the show notes. You can follow me on Twitter, LinkedIn, or YouTube. And as always, I'll see you next time.